0: I'm a man on a mission, I'm a man on a mission I take it up, i got that ambition I take it up, I'm a man on a mission Good morning, there's a massive temptation to do a Room 101 episode today Because it's episode 101 Now I don't think many people could resist the temptation And I'm not sure if I'll be able to Resist it to be honest now There's a clarion call in my head saying Do it, do it, do it, do it Room 101, do it, do it Episode 101, room 101 episode. But then there's the contrarian in me saying Those bastards, some of whom haven't even left me or have you yet Are expecting it So don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it (laughs) And I'm not sure to be honest which episode it's going to go Which way it's going to go It's a bit like Boris Johnson. The day before he got off the fence on the Brexit referendum, he drafted two letters for the Daily Mail, one for a and one for Brexit, before making up his own mind which to plump for. Now, we all know he's a self-serving bastard. Whether you like or loathe his politics is irrelevant to the question as to whether he's a self-serving bastard, and he made his decision based solely on his own personal political opportunity. But I can tell you this, that the Chief Walrus is far more principled than that I'm going to base my decision on something else. Something completely different. I'm going to base it on a flip of a coin. So it's Walrus Heads. It's Room 101. Or Tale of the Walrus. And it's episode. It's an episode on relationship building. So here it goes. There you go. Tales it is folks. So it's an episode on relation relationship building. Now we haven't done an episode on this before and to be honest out of everything I do it's almost certainly my greatest strength and that's probably why we haven't covered it before now because it comes pretty natural naturally to me. But it may not be to some of our walruses or our would be walruses or our walrussians out there so it's a great way to kick off the commencement of of our second century together. Now there are a couple of themes in this podcast series and one of them is that no successful journey has ever been done alone. So to get anywhere significant in life to achieve anything above mediocrity, you'll have to build relationships to go on your entrepreneurial journey, certainly if you wanted to be a successful one. For me, the answer to how to do this is so obvious that I don't know I don't know how more people don't understand it. So I'm going to give you about 15 pointers on how to have great relationships in your life and how to build them really strongly, how to get success then out of that. Number one, you must be genuinely interested in the outcomes of other people. In fact, not just interested, but more interested in their outcomes than you are in your own. Now, I could almost do an entire episode on this right here. Just this one point alone There's also, In fact there's almost no need For the rest of the insights Because if you do this piece so successfully It is such a biggie Now it really fascinates me That the unsuccessful people Think that the successful people Have no interest in others And lambast the successful people For being selfish, greedy, uncaring But in fact Far more often than not The exact opposite is true The successful Are successful because they realise that the more people they positively impact The more positive stuff will flow directly back to them So you need to have a genuine interest in others If you don't have that you're going to struggle Now I would suggest that you in the first instance If you're not really feeling the love for others That you should help others with the pre-meditation Knowing that it flows back to you Okay, just do it with a pre-meditation. If you don't really feel it, do it anyway. And hopefully when you see others succeed, because you have helped them, you will start to feel really positive about that. And then ultimately, you'll be attracted to it and you'll want to do more of it. Because you enjoy the um, success that you're actually giving to other people. Now, number two, I do this next one all the time. It helps me to stay positive. I love the impact it has on others. And it's a beautiful way to lead your life. So... Just smile. Just smile at everyone you meet. How difficult is that? Smile when you're in the coffee shop being served. Show your best manners. Always thank the staff. Always thank your own staff. Always smile and thank your colleagues. Smile and thank your customers. Smiling is fucking contagious. You'll get it back, folks. People will smile back at you and make you feel all warm inside. No, I'm I, I'm I'm so good at it now. That I, I could take a £100,000 hit in one of my businesses. I knew wouldn't know because the posit- positivity is almost tattooed on that I've been doing this smiling thing so long. So get yourself in the swing of that smile and smile, smile, smile. There's a, there's a song in there, I think it's an old song in the 20s or 30s. But anyway, are you smiling yet? Go on, give us a wee smile. Give us a wee smile, go on, do it. Smile, you fucking miserable bastard. Come on, smile. Right, number three. How to win friends and influence people is a seminal work in this space. Um, And as the great Dale Carnegie said in his book, which is about 80 years old now, he said, Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. So I'm just going to say that again. Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. So have a wee think about that folks That person was cuddled at their mother or father's bosom uh, And it's the word that they have most heard in their life um, The word that lets them know that they're loved The word that lets them know that there's some attention being given them The word that lets them know that there's somebody who's got some joy for them So we all love our name being used And I'm not sure if you've ever been present in the moment enough To notice that when you're building a relationship Or engaging in a conversation with someone and you use their name. That their wee face immediately lights up when they hear it. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever said, you know what, I'm just going to drop their name in here. Just let them know that I'm really listening. Now you need to start getting better and better. And dropping that person's name into the conversation regularly when you talk to people. As it lights them up and it opens the doors that you can't achieve if you're not using their name. Try it a little and report back to me on social. Let's get the conversation going around using people's name. Number four, you talked to the wall recently about releasing your superpower, which is listening. And this is definitely we can one we can drop into the top 15 points on how to build relationships. Hit up that episode around listening and um, to hear how you can do that better. Now, number five. I'm sure none of the walruses do this, but let's 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 cover it off anyway, just in case you're a new listener. Do you backstab people? Do you backstab people? This is a cancer for your opportunities in life. Just remember this, if you're backstabbing and talking trash about people um, to someone, then instinctively they know that you'll be doing the same fucking thing to them about them when their back is turned too. Look, there's far too much of this stuff going on. The old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say about someone, then saying nothing at all is the best way to conduct yourself in life. You may not get the same level of instant thrill that you do from digging somebody out but you'll get the long term wins and better relationships if you rise above it folks so stop the backstabbing. Now number six what's your approach to staff to people in your family to your colleagues are you usually trying to have the last word to chip at them a little bit and um, to show them that you're the smartest person in the conversation to evidence that you know a little bit more than them now if I'm honest um, I think this particular thing is one of the reasons I held news and politics so tightly to me for three decades um, being totally obsessed with knowing every bit of my new share of politics here in the UK, Ireland and the world now, I like to know the most and be, to be honest I was a bit of an intellectual snob about it and that, that's code for, for dickhead by the way I probably have myself on Dickhead Island at the moment now if I look back on what it was like in the past and to be to be able to show I like to be able to show why I was the smartest person in a conversation Now, I'm more than one and a half years now since I gave that up And you know how good it feels to say I don't know Just to say those three words I don't know And then not have to have the last word And leave the space open for others to have a go You should try this It's really quite liberating I've been surprised at how much I enjoy that Now, number seven If you're a manager or an owner of a business Take a cold, hard look at yourself. Are you nitpicking nitpicking at people all the time, micromanaging? Or do you spend good time explaining a process, making sure someone is trained properly, investing the time and then encouraging their improvements rather than nitpicking at their mistakes? And number eight, guide the other person to the right answers rather than telling them. Now use open questions, but then narrow and guide them to the answers. When their minds have found the solutions themselves It sticks When you tell them something It doesn't stick When you see that moment When it clicks And they're nodding and saying yes, yes, yes To themselves That's how you get results And be a great leader Not by actually telling them the stuff Now number nine I'll maybe do an episode on this number nine one um, Soon too On leadership Uh, I'll do an episode on leadership soon But whenever you've, you've planted just enough seeds To have planted a desire in someone else to be more Then you praise them as they grow Let them believe that they've done this all on their own Do not under any circumstances take the glory from them Praise them to their superiors People don't like to do this because there's personal risk involved in showing off the talents of others But your reward if you do this will be huge when you can brave the risk of this And create future leaders rather than just followers Now, number 10, you must treat all people you deal with fairly. This should maybe have been rule number one. It's so important, if I'm honest, as life always comes back to you in the form that you dish it out. Now, very few people have this ability because they spend their lives merely looking through their own binoculars or their own telescope or their own one inch pipe. And just because someone else looks through their own binoculars all the time, it's not your job to reprogram them to be fair. If they're not fair in their dealings, don't use that as a shortcut to excuse yourself to being fair with them. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't take the tough decisions, but they must be fair. So, for instance, I have unfortunately had to dismiss many people over the years. It's the nature of the industry and, um, you know, the area geographic and the demographics, etc. And the young people coming in first job, you know, and they're not ready for work. But anyway, but they've always thought but All of these dismissals have always been done with fairness and calmness No matter what conduct they have engaged in Now I also aimed at getting um, a handshake at the end of every single dismissal So that was my aim going into every dismissal was to get a handshake And I achieved that virtually all the time And it never ceases to amaze me how many people come back round into my life That have given these handshakes to whenever we've come to the end of a disciplinary process. Now, I regularly have had people I've sacked or disciplined come back into my life. I've had two in the last couple of months. Um, One whom I sacked twice came back into my life, and another whom I disciplined on several occasions messaged me recently saying, I'm ready, which meant I'm ready to learn and grow, which he hadn't been when I had to take multiple disciplinary actions on him a few years ago. Now, with either of these people, I could have taken a short-term, pissed-off viewpoint When they were employed by me But I stayed calm, was fair Took the tough decisions But did it in ways that acknowledged that they were young People who were still learning how to conduct themselves in life And and that they worked for me And so I had a responsibility to them So number 11 Don't condemn anyone It's base and it's just too easy You're better than that It's not your job to judge and and condemn Now if you're religious in any way Surely that's a job of some higher being to make those decisions. And if you're not religious, who the fuck appointed you as a judge and jury anyway? When you when you do, when you do become perfect, then you can judge. But you're not perfect, so catch a grip. Worry about your own greenhouse. Do not throw stones. I was given a, a little of the condemnatory stuff from birth at my mother's bosom. To be honest, um, uh, she still has it to this day. Bless you, mum. Now it runs strong with her. Judgment is her right. She's a lovely person. Other than that, and I wish you could iron that wee bit out of her. I think, to be honest, she had lots of it maybe um, when handed down to her when she was a child, to be honest. Now, I spent a decade in my 20s identifying it in myself, this condemnatory stuff, identifying it in myself, a decade wrestling with it in my 30s, and now the think end of a decade in my 40s without it. And these, this decade in my 40s without it has been my most productive uh, decade So number 12, this leads to the opportunity to appreciate others more To appreciate others more, to provide sincerity and honesty So that uh, you say the same things to them as you do when they're not there Now that's not code by the way that you slate them to their face because you're some sort of straight talking no bullshit kind of person that I see on LinkedIn and stuff uh, uh, recently. No, that's that's so that you encourage them um, uh, even better um, to be even better than they currently are. Currently are encouragement and appreciation are the watchwords here, not criticism and condemnation. So number thirteen, I'm going to let you into one of the biggest tricks here. In every relationship I have, I always ask, "What do you want from this relationship or transaction?" So if I can deliver that and leave something in it for me, just enough for me, they're guaranteed to come back for more. Look, I'm prepared to lose regularly in the short term to win in the long term. Now, not many people have the ability to take less or even a loss in the micro to win in the macro. Now, even worse than that, though, is most people aren't even interested enough in other people to ask the bloody question. What do you want? Remember your goals will almost certainly happen when you have produced You hear that word coming up time and time again um, Producers are the people who provide the solutions for the other people Now number 14 I'm also going to pick something out from an earlier episode Which was everything is energy Now how much energy are you putting out uh, into your relationships with others Do you have a monotone pitch would you have been better staying in bed because you're still horizontal every day? Or do people come away from you going, What the fuck? That guy or gal is really up for this? Even look, even if we're not successful in this project, it's going to be enjoyable because he or she is really bringing it. I, I want to get involved with that person. Are people saying that about you? If they're not, have a think about what you can do to change that. Number 15 showcase and this is the last one showcase the person at every opportunity for instance a staff member or a business partner or a trading partner get them on your social feed and lavish them with praise if your social timeline is clean and positive they'll love getting on your timeline and thank you for the shout out so if you do these things consistently you will have people to call on in nearly every situation to help the asset test of whether you've done them successfully Is when you have those moments in life when you need a solution, an answer, someone to help, a new team member with a skill set that you don't have, to persuade somebody to turn down what on paper looks like a great offer elsewhere to stay with you, and others come and appear back into your life ready to help. That's when you know you're actually doing this stuff. Have a good think about whether that happens to you, and if it doesn't start uh, applying If it doesn't happen, start applying the 15 guiding principles I've talked about there today And people will start appearing into your life when you need them all the time Now, if you call upon me to help you Would you be doing that from a position of strength Because you've left me a review for this amazing free resource Just like the next bastard did Do you know why I call them a bastard? Because it was only a two-star review. And it's actually my 100th review is a two-star review. And what did I promise to do a few days ago? I promised that I'd sing a song for the 100th review. And I can't believe I just got a two-star one right at the wrong moment. Oh, maybe that's why this bastard did it. Because they knew I was going to sing them a song for the 100th review. And I'm a wee bit suspicious about the name as well. So the name says... Um, and if this is your name and your genuine review, and maybe you are, look, there are two-star reviews. I just don't get them. So <laughs> the review is from Giggle Giggly. Um, Giggle Giggly. Anyway, you titled your review, No Swearing Please. And you've put that politely, so maybe maybe you do mean this. No Swearing Please. And And the review goes, even better if there is much less swearing or none at all. It just distracts audience from the actual content. Look, to be honest, the swearing's here to stay. But a promise is a promise. So you're due your song for being the hundredth of you. And here it goes. And this is a little ditty from Joe Dolce, which was a massive hit. I think it was at number one for about seven weeks in a row when I was a boy. And it goes something like this for those of you who are too young to remember. What's the matter of you? Hey, got a no respect. What do you think you do? Why are you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up your face. Mama, she said it all the time. What's the matter, you? Hey, got no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up your face. That's my mama. So here you have it. Now for today folks Get me that review and subscription you've been promised me you'll do And start your journey of how to win friends and influence people Even with a really bad review there A number two star review That person still got a wee song back in return Or maybe You'll just not bother doing all of this stuff At the end of the day It's your choice